Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. I was flipping out. And the only reason, girl, I have to tell you, the only reason I have a vision board is because I am a nut for certifications. I was getting certified to, to do the vision board workshops with Debbie Sluz and her Dare to Declare Academy. And I do this and I'm semi-woo, right? I'm very spiritual. But when you get into the like the physics of everything, I find it fascinating and I'm doing this, this vision board, I'm looking at it, it's off to the side and I'm putting up, you know, mountains and glaciers and just all like the fundamental powers of the earth. And, you know, I'm just thinking this is so cool, um, you know, and is it going to come true? Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, these are the things I want, right? You know, I want my podcast to slay. I want my books to be bestsellers. I want, you know, well, I've already done that, but, you know, every book forthcoming to also be a bestseller, right. Right. you know, all the things that's up here on this board. I kid you not, my husband comes home and says, hey, uh, my company's sending me to Vancouver for a, um, a conference. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'm here in free hotel room. I'll see you there. <laughs> and, um, and so then he says, I nearly died. April, I don't know who this man became in that moment. You know, Alaskan cruises leave out of Vancouver. What if we went up a week early? Yes. Yes. Am I, am I asleep? Like what is happening? And so sure enough, I go and I'm obsessed with booking to see the glacier, you know, the glacier trip, right. You know, do the the side excursion and we do, but even aside from that, the pilot of the flipping cruise ship coasts us in and just as slow and easy as you please turns the boat side and then to the other side so everyone can see the gorgeous, beautiful glacier and hear it as the thunder roars and the it calves and the huge chunks come falling down, which we just spoke about is kind of heartbreaking, but it right. was so it's fundamentally. It's yeah. mesmerizing. And also too, you know, you, um, you have a newfound appreciation just for nature itself. Yes. The nature walks yes. and the fresh air, the air is so fresh. Uh, yes. All the food on the cruise ships. I absolutely love cruising. That is my, that is mm-hmm. my jam. That is I my love jam. it. But you know what? You talked about some very important things. Oh, brains, I forgot to introduce what we was doing here. We having a podcast with a male trumbull. Okay, Melissa. She's hey, a hi, hi. She's an author. She's a mama. She's a friend. She's a cruiser. This lady is just so fun. And we're going to have a great conversation. I love the eyewear. You know, she is just all that and a bag of chips. But you're at your favorite place, you know, where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. We were just talking about our trip to Alaska. If you've never been, it's somewhere that you need to go. But as we were talking about, everything must change. How she got the trip, well, she manifested it. Now, Brains, we're going to talk about that too. Because manifestation is not just about creating the vision board, which she did. That's the blueprint, okay? That's the visual. You got to show up. You got to do the work. You've got to be prepared. You've got to be focused, you know? And you've got to speak to the subconscious mind to bring whatever you want forward. Wouldn't you agree, Mel? 
a hundred percent. And we have to know we deserve it. Absolutely. That trick, you know, because when we don't for it, and you also have to be able to accept the consequences. Because just imagine, what if you got everything you ever wanted, Melissa, you'd be a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I agree a hundred percent. We are not ready for the things we are not ready for. And we can think that every success and every love and every wonderful thing is just around the corner and we're almost there and we may get it. And if we're not prepared and we haven't done the mindset work and tamed that subconsciousness, we're not going to be able to keep it. Mm -mm, it's it's like just like, laundry. yeah, exactly. It's like you hear about lottery winners, you know, they're on top of the world. And the next thing you know, they've lost everything plus more and because they weren't prepared. And so what I love about vision boards, and I am a recent convert, let me tell you, I love getting certified and stuff, right? So I go get, I'm certified. I'm going to be a vision board workshop master. Da, 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 da. I go to the Dare to Declare Academy. I, I'm there. I'm with Debbie Sluis. She's the, the OG. Mm. I'm looking over my vision board. I do this in January, all right? And I'm maybe doubting it, but I've done a lot of subconscious work, right? I've done it, you know, like that's why I wrote my book was to help people and show people if I can get right, my act right, together, right. uh-huh, every right. single one of us can. Right. And, uh, you know, then that led, of course, to the coaching and the podcast and all the things, and we'll, we'll get to that. But I'm looking at this vision board and I put this gorgeous picture of these huge mountains with a glacier on it. And to me, it was just so powerful and just the most spiritual, most connected thing I could think of, right? I no more have an idea of me being at the site of a glacier than the man in the moon. Wow. And then eight, about eight weeks after that, my partner says, hey, company sending me to Vancouver for a conference. And I'm like, that says free hotel room. I shall join you because <laughs> I can work from anywhere, right? Then this person rearranges their DNA, looks me straight in the eye and says, you know, Alaskan cruises leave from Vancouver. What if? Mm. And I mean, April, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, who are you? Yes, right. let's go. But when the student is ready, the teacher always appears. It was incredible. And I take mine a step further. I don't know if you've ever read uh, the book, um, Think and Grow Rich. Love it. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I incorporated the last chapter. I don't create a vision board. I have created a board of directors. Now, it's very it. personal and very intimate brain, so I'm not going to show it to you. Okay. Not a whiteboard. But on the whiteboard are the people that I admire spiritually, financially, holistically, ghetto, ride or die, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and I talk to this individual, I put this board up and I hold a board meeting I every this. two weeks. The insight that is channeled through that is mm -hmm. unbelievable. Well, you know, I'm the, the CEO, I'm, I'm at the top. But of course, able, but to metaphorically be able to connect to other spirits, to other realms, people call it who, who, but it has nothing to do with your religious doctrine, but it has no. everything to do with ascending to a spiritual realm, which is 100%. much more powerful 
than absolutely what we read in the text. It's absolutely, not, and it's a compliment to that. But people get it confused, and you know they will uh, come about the ground, girl. Literally, if you say anything yeah. in the contrary. So yeah. you've been through a lot. Let's dial back. Let my brains get to know who you are. All right. It's coming at y'all brains. (laughs) So I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, my parents had the forethought to get married at 18 and 19 years old and immediately start having child after child after child. Ultimately, there were nine of us. Wow. And you want to talk some effective birth control? Any of y'all dealing with teenagers, young people? You go to you go to your parent who's got nine children and say, how did you plan it? Because it looked like it was kind of planned the way the, uh, the ages fell. And after she stopped rolling laughing, mm. she let me know the only ones that were planned were the first one and the last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scary. That So that was a little, that's a thread in the tapestry. But having that many children and being so young, you can imagine the stress and I'm not making excuses, but it was a very abusive situation. And um, it was just like a rolling door of whatever kind of abuse was going to land on you because they were they were battling their own demons. And say what you will about the boomers, they did not come from any kind of emotional awareness or emotionally healthy dialogue, right? It was well, just trying to get They were trying to get some, uh, you know, because I'm sure that the breast was drying up. They were trying yeah. to get some milk and food on the table mm-hmm. and be responsible and then the pecking order you guys oh now what number are you i'm the second you're the second oh wow so you had a lot of responsibility i did and i also uh unknowingly then of course the 70s not being exactly the hotbed of uh, psychology or mm-hmm. psychiatric mm-hmm. knowledge um i'm neurodivergent I spent a lot of time climbing to get away from people and busyness and and confusing things. I was totally overwhelmed by visual visuals, visual clutter, which hello nine kids, and um, you know loud noises again nine kids, and um, and I was sort of the lightning rod for a lot of it. And I mean, ultimately, I was like, well, if I'm gonna take a beating anyway, I'm just gonna do what I want. And so I think that is what held me able to go through life and to deal with all of this horrible stuff, you know, being like, eh, it'll be over. And I just somehow managed to learn that very young. And I also managed to remember being really joyous and just being delighted and excited to see what the world was going to offer, which as much as that tried to kick it out of me, the world did. Right. I still remember that I can go back. And that's why I'm so motivated with my coaching and with the nonprofit is I want grant writing uh, a business to do that so that mindset work can get into the schools. So young kids who don't have maybe that good of a memory and don't happen. I I just remember things from when I was really young, like not even speaking yet. Now I was uh, telling one of my other guests is that Schools are really incorporating mindfulness, emotional freedom technique, mm-hmm. meditation, meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tai Chi, yoga, instead of shaming and blaming and ostracizing these children, they're really trying to work with yeah. them and medicating. Uh, they're really trying to work in a harmonious balance, but it's hard when you get that love and nurturing and then you go into a chaotic situation because you yep. got to go, go back home. 
And then mm-hmm. for that 10, 12 hours is hell. And then you go back to school. So there is an imbalance there that causes a lot of trauma. When did you find your awakening and your, your clarity? And, you know, you say something's not quite right. I might need to make some adjustments. What was your aha moment? Um, it was a string of them. I definitely, uh, my school sent my family to counseling, um, because of me and my behavior, because I was so bored and I was, I would just do, and I would jump out of a window and, you know, be on the playground. I, I was, this was like seventh, eighth grade, I think. And, um, it, it just, at first it was ridiculous and I thought it was a waste of time, but once it was just the counselor and myself, I realized the talk therapy was really effective. And so then I found, um, you know, on my bicycle, <laughs> I found a therapist who would trade babysitting which I was eminently qualified, <laughs> so many siblings. <laughs> so I would ride my bike to her place and she would, uh, you know, do therapy with me. And then I would, you know, babysit her sweetie pie little boy, um, you know, variously. And so I did that all through high school. And then uh, there, I just there's kept- another, uh, There's another clear example of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear because in all transparency, she's helping you go through some, emotional, mental challenges, but she's mm-hmm. also trusting you with her most prized possession. Yeah. And she's doing a trade-off because she knows that there's a need there. So bravo to her, wherever she is. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. Tip of the hat, Ravika. Mwah. And, um, but I just kept creating chaotic home lives. You know, I married one person. It was terrible, disastrous. I couldn't understand how it was so terrible. Um, I was raised Catholic, so I was going to stay come hell or high water, but not come Hurricane Katrina. Oh. So that happened. He said he wanted a divorce. I'm crying on the floor. My sisters find out I was working for our dad. He had a CPA firm and uh, jobs are hard to come by in New Orleans, just saying. And um, or they life, were then. Life is rough in, in, in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, that is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So my sisters that live in uh, Bastrop. Okay. Yeah. That's a, it's gritty. Yeah. It's what, I think it's the seventh worst city Mm -hmm. in the United States. I mean, we used to be first, you know, (laughs) I'm joking. I I make jokes about it because what are you going to do when, where we would come in first, it would be, you know, like joie de vivre and you know all the carnival stuff and all the spiritual stuff but then it would also be diabetes and heart disease and you know depression and suicide and murder well you know what the first time i came to nolens i when i got off the plane i was like i'm not impressed (laughs) okay but as i grew day two day three day four there is a certain energy that overcomes you. Mm-hmm. There's a certain energy and people don't really understand that that was a, a main throwaway for the slave trade. And they don't understand the culture of voodoo and what that is. And the voodoo- Oh, it's shop, huge. It'll, it'll call you in like this. And my husband's going, you sure you want to go in there? I said, I am super curious. And they explained what it is, you know, voodoo versus the- uh, Catholicism mm-hmm. and how we as black people had to succumb and acculturate and assimilate to that but also keep our native 
tribal, indigenous culture and roots. Mm -hmm. It's a magic to it. There is a magic to that place like no other. The right. food is divine. The music is divine. But there mm -hmm. is a spirit um, that wavers and wobbles. So as you said, you know, some people call it hoo-hoo. You know firsthand. You've seen it. You've grown up with it. Mm -hmm. And it can be so challenging for individuals. So what did you find, um, you know, as you started to evolve, again, being Catholic and going through this and now where you are today, where do you find those things intersect and really, you know, have allowed you to blossom? That is such a good question. So for me, it all came together after um, I was 47 years old. I realized for the second time, I created a terribly chaotic situation. I still firmly believed in a higher spirit, if you want to call it the universe or God or whatever you want to say. I, I do no longer identify as a Catholic. I do not, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. I think the ideas are great, but the execution is really, that's a very tough thing for people to feel very passionately about their creator to have it not be negative. I don't understand why that has to be negative in some way that it's this group of people and not another, but that's a conversation for or, another day. Or a punishment. Why do, you know, if this is a true loving God, why do we have to sacrifice and be, you know, punished and be fearful? Exactly. The fear, fear is negative. Fear is, that's, that's what you got to get out of your subconsciousness. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's some hard, well, I don't want to say it's hard work. It is consistent work. Right. And, you know, my whole message is if I can do this, if I can wake up with a smile on my face and a song in my heart, mm -hmm. anybody can, because I was told growing up again and again, you're too smart. Nobody's going to want to marry you. Mm -hmm. You're too mouthy. You're going to be a terrible mother, you know? And I was terrified to have my own children just because of how I was raised. And I knew my parents loved us, right. but my goodness, <laughs> no 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 I did not want to play in that and when I did um become pregnant I placed the child for adoption and I've been lucky enough to be a very involved step parent and that I just loved you know mm -hmm. I, I mean and I volunteer to work with kids and um you know my latest love for volunteering uh, this is irrelevant don't know why I'm saying it but yes I will tell you April it's teaching ESL I you love it and you know what I've been called to do? I've been called to be an activity director for a senior citizen center. I love it. You, I, are gonna... you know what? But I'm telling you, I'm going to have those seniors partying in a wheelchair. Okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Get the tunes. Exactly. We're going to have them playing the tambourine because life is not over. Life is ever evolving. Let's talk a little bit about your nonprofit. What is Excellent. The focus? I'm sorry, what? What is the focus? Uh, the focus is on getting grant writers to put in, uh, to bring awareness to the smaller school districts, because I recognize that a lot of the more um, cultural centers, for lack of a better term, you know, places where people are aware of, you know, meditation and yoga and Tai Chi and, you know, all of these wonderful tools that they are being used. But when you get down into, like, I live near DC in Northern Virginia now, but you get down into Southern Virginia, you get down into Louisiana and a lot, especially in the, in the South, a lot of it is why do you want to talk about that? Right. You know, like there's you, like, you, you heard what happened today. The Supreme court, 
you know, I can't the, even. There's no, there's no forgiveness for the, for the college students. No. I understand in a way. There's tons and tons and tons of people that had to pay their way. But how do we progress forward? Let us have a clean slate. But I don't know what that, them nine of them is in there doing. <laughs> they are turning back the hands of time. But that's yes. another show. Yes. Uh, so now let's talk about the book. You are All right. a very accomplished author. Let me see a copy of that book. <gasps> this book? The big book of yes. bad ideas, my yes. darling? The big book. Look at that. That is absolutely amazing. It is the big book of bad ideas, adulting from anxiety to zero fucks given. Wow. What yes, is that all about? All right. So ZFG, that is my mantra. We do not give ourselves away. Our fucks, our Fs, that's our resources, that's our care, our time, our money our focus, our loving hearts. And I just gave myself away for decades. I didn't think I was worth anything. I grew up in this like hive mind of this big family, you know, where the individual was at best an inconvenience and more, more likely just a something you, you didn't want to be an individual. And I am nothing if not individual. So you can imagine how I was sort of a lightning rod in that household for negative attention. Well, you are a free spirit. So what's inside the pages of the book? So this details some of my uh, less uh, functional choices made as an adult uh, as I was going through life and through the decades. And my whole point with this book is to help people not make the mistakes I made, you know, to recognize themselves in seeing how, you know, okay, you come from a hive mind, so you don't have an individual will. And therefore, how is that going to affect your choices as a young adult, as a middle-aged adult? Because mm -hmm. note, I did not get my act together and find mindset work until I was 47 years old. And I've been in therapy my whole dang life. And I've been on meds when I had health insurance. When I wasn't, I was drinking too much. But, you know, I knew that I had work to do. And I've always, always done it. And for me to be able to share mindset tools with people so that they can unearth that joyous, wonderful human creature that they are and bring that beautiful soul to light. I always say we're a miracle. We are lightning, ocean water, and minerals. Exactly. But you know, when people have had been pushed down and been suppressed and they open up this big can of worms, it's scary mm -hmm. because it's a whole different new reality that you have to settle into. When you're self-medicating and you have to deal with the world as it actually is, when you have been through talk therapy, and this is no disrespect to people that talk therapy, is very important. Mm -hmm. But what I get a little confused with is if you've lived it for 20 years and then you're still talking to your therapist for 10 years, when is the breakthrough going to happen? When is the mm -hmm. realization of what's going to happen? You and know? that's more mechanical than we we recognize. Absolutely. There's processes to do. And I'm, I might be smart, but I'm not a rocket science when it comes to emotions and all that kind of stuff. I taught myself. Right. You know, and these, these methods are available for anyone. Like, and if 
you don't have to work with someone if you want to do it on your own. That's the harder way. And that's what I did. <laughs> that's why, that's why but, I'm a coach I mean, that's now, why you're, you know? that's why you're resilient and everyone's not going to have that. If you need support and you need someone to talk to you, reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. There community. Support. There's community, there's NAMI, there's all types mm -hmm. of uh, programs because mental health is really at the forefront right now and people are trying to get help that's a scar that we can't see and it's exactly because you don't it's know somebody scary. can go from a flicker to a flame and exactly thing you say oh did you read their social media posts they've been saying that they're you know this and that and this for the longest time and nobody's paid attention or you got a child that is in the room and the door is locked and you can't get in i wish i would have a kid in my house and i can't get in their door we would have some issues there um or you know, guns or drugs, all of these things, if people are having these challenges, number one, you got to be self-aware and you yes. got to be better. You know when something's not right. Mm -hmm. You know when something's not right. Ask oh, yeah. And if Absolutely. You, if somebody is struggling, ask them, can you help? Sometimes they just want you to sit there in silence and hold space with them. And it's a very hard thing to say, I don't know what's wrong but this isn't good. My life isn't there. I, I can't put my finger on it because we don't know when we're in the middle of it. And it's sometimes it's hard because people will be like, oh, you're fine. Just don't be sad. Cheer up, you know, and, and things like that, that kind of slap you back down a little bit, but keep looking. There's frick. There's a Facebook group for every single thing. There are people like I am out there who are more than happy to share their own stories you know, people are, you know, you want to say abuse, fine. You want to say incest? Okay, that's even more specific. That's fine. Because people act like all of these things are such dark, dark things that never happened to anybody. That is baloney right. in the biggest order. But, you know, it's the shame associated with it too. Exactly, exactly. And, and you're raised in that bad system. You don't know any better. You're a kid. And you know what? When you're vulnerable and you're honest sometimes, my mama used to always say, baby, don't get nobody ammunition to fight you with. Mm -hmm. so you're out there and you're trying to be honest and vulnerable and then you got somebody right behind you that is like a switchblade they're ready to cut you down yes so I and even hear about the book though before I, I get too far into this you said that you were going to read us an excerpt read all us right an excerpt of the book and tell okay us into it. all right let's see I okay all right here we go as you move through life Focus more on what people do than on what they say. I grew up believing what people told me, which is a riot, since my childhood was based on lying by presenting a smiling face individually, as well as en masse, rather than operating with any authenticity. I spent seventh grade sneaking into university beer bashes after volleyball practice. Even while in my church parish, I won medals in the New Testament gospel competitions. Miraculously, nothing really bad ever happened to me or to my friend who went with me to burp our way through plastic cups of draft beer. Mm, 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 mm. So, Well, you know, children go through that. Mm -hmm. um, but what is the reason? Sometimes it's experimental. Sometimes it's peer pressure. Sometimes right. it's escape. You know? And for me, it was curiosity. Right. I was like, what is this college thing what is that what are these people doing that don't look that different because I had puberty like a freight train when I was 11 years old you know like I look the same as them but that's a pretty adult crowd for you to kind of hang around because they're you know they're pretty wild 
it but, was it was some miracle again, brains, you have to understand the culture in, in louisiana you <laughs> you got drive through margarita stands like you got a, a a fast food restaurant you can drive through and get you a margarita so it's Don't not be limiting us april there are daiquiris of all kinds and flavors daiquiri, yeah that's what it is not margaritas it's daiquiris and they are good let me tell you and mm -hmm. there is uh they're not skimpy on the alcohol mm -hmm. they are not Mm -mm. So, but it's a different time. It's a different place. So I told that was also, yeah, that was also in the early, early eighties, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it's still, you know, 2000 now kids are doing, uh, here in the, in California, they're trying to make psychedelics legal, Ma uh, magic mushrooms mm. yes. and the weed girl. Let me tell you about the weed. The weed it's, is not what you used. It used to be. It is engineered now. Yes, yeah. it is. It used to be 3% THC is 38%. Folks are in the emergency room, respiratory, circulatory. Totally problems. different. It's crazy. They, they Circulatory problems. People's hands and feet are so swollen up like cankles because of the super duper weed. So don't get caught up in the hype. Things are changing. Everything is genetically modified. Everything, everything. Fully agree. All of that. So, how was life in Virginia? Do you like Virginia? I will tell you this. I came up here. I was in shock, right? Because my my husband said he wanted a divorce. So I come up here. Hurricane Katrina happens while I'm up here. I was a wreck. Mm. And then, you know, after getting my things together and and uh, you know, kind of assimilating more uh, and getting used to the crowds, mm. that was huge culture shock over the like density of the population. And um, I, they were so boring. I couldn't believe that people held their individual perspective close, like it was a precious gem that should not be shown to anyone. And everyone wanted to act the same. At the jobs that I worked, at the places I volunteered, I was just like, I mean, I know I can be kind of out there, but like, I'm not that out there, you know? I'm special you are special well thank you that's very kind and special, but i mean unique you know as are we all we are all god's children you know we are all children of this amazing complex dna structure and there's nothing wrong with that and so for to be in this sort of politicized you know where your guard always has to be up and we're and this was back in uh, you know 2005 it was this has nothing to do with the, the recent like past five ten years of schism and and people just wanted to hide themselves. And so I was working in finance. I worked at CPA firms. I was just as buttoned down as I could possibly be. And it kind of made me nuts. And so launching out of the second marriage that I realized it was just as chaotic as everything else in my life. And then realizing like, I don't, this isn't for me. This is not for me. And that's when COVID hits. And so then that's when the wheels start turning. I'm like, I'm writing this dang book. Mm. End of story. I'm writing it. And that's, it just opened up my world. And it was because I know that I have helped people. Even just when I released the first like chapter or two, people would email me and say, thank you so much. Like this made me feel so much better. And the exercises in your book are, are so much helping me. And because I, I was like, if I can take somebody who's kind of, you know, living ratchet mm -hmm. and like, if they're going to go up and straight into like hell on wheels, right? Well, if I can just tick them over a little bit, look at the difference, you know, and that was my whole philosophy. I'm like, let me help younger me, <laughs> you know, the people who are like, 
my life is a misery and I can't figure it out. I know. Let's talk about the podcast. How in the world did you get on air? With this mouth, please. I was just like, I started my podcast last December. I just, the first couple episodes are terrible. If you just want to laugh, you should listen to them. <laughs> and then it's I, you know. all about a learning process. It, oh it's boy. All about a learning. And, fi- and finding, finding your space, you know, finding your pace, finding who your audience is, what you want mm-hmm. to talk about, the value. You know, people think that it's easy. Oh, okay. I'm just going to put a, you know, a mic in front of my mouth. And it's just, no, you've got to, you did a really good um, little short video about 11 minutes about how you prepare yourself. You have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You want to know your topic. You want to have an outline. You want to time yourself. You want to be clear. You want to remove the filler words. You know, you have to decide whether you want to do commentary or if you want to right. you know, do guest interviews. It's a lot to it. Editing, putting it up. They think that this is shit and giggles, but it is not. It's work. No, there's a lot to it. And the 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 root of any of it for me is I know that I'm helping people. Me too. I know that there are people who are mystified about mindset work. And so I just did an, uh, an arc of five, six episodes just explaining what it is. Mm. How, what is the subconscious? How can we change it? Is it really as simple as, you know, doing mantras or whatever? And it's not, there's more to it, but it's accessible. Everybody can do this stuff. They can well, but you got to do it and, and show up. You can't yeah. just, again, you just can't go into the voodoo shop and get some powder. <laughs> and there are not enough chicken claws in the world. No. <laughs> chicken claws. You're funny. Uh, you can't do that. It, it's not, um, and you have to be in alignment. Yeah. And again, you have to be prepared for what comes up because it's not always going to be a trip to Alaska. It's not always going to be, uh, it's going to be some, some times where you were damaged and you were hurt and you've got to face that demon. You've got Mm -hmm. to overcome that hurdle. You've got to say, Hey, get to the certain point. But when you get to that point, let me reframe it. I don't have to relive that trauma again. No, no, because we're not defined by our past and we can integrate that stuff to be part of us. And I always say it's another thread in life's rich tapestry. You can't have that rich depth of color without the darker threads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you are amazing and you are so cotton picking fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I do these things. I haven't done one in a long time, but I'd love to do one with you. It's called a podcast potluck. And what that I sounds fun. I bring in a guest and you bring in a guest. Okay. And we sit and we vibe and we talk and it could be anything from soup to nuts. So Brains, I want you to look forward to that. I'm sending uh, Mel an invitation right now for us to get together and do a podcast potluck because I like to banter back and forth. Rather we agree or disagree, we don't have to mm-hmm. be disagreeable. And information 100%. is only powerful when it is applied. So thank you so much, Mel. Please tell my Brains how to get in contact with you and purchase a copy of the book. Thank you so much, April. Uh, So y'all come over to zfgliving.com. You can check out the book. You can check out what I'm offering. You can look at the vision board workshop, all the good stuff. I am here to help you. Please, please check it out. Sign up for the freebie. You'll be on my email list and let me reach out. Just reach out to me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I believe I'm also on TikTok. Gosh, only knows. (laughs) But I'm always available at melissa at zfgliving.com. Hugs, hugs.
Well, Brains, I need you to go in for both of us. Love, like, share, and subscribe. That's how we keep it flowing. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Share this with someone that you know that's going through it. It's real relaxed. It's real easy. You don't have to overthink it. You've done that already. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to just relax and kick back, put the weed down, put the drink down, open the heart up. Okay. That's what we want you to do. Thank you so much, Melissa. You are the business, baby. Thank you for having me, April. All right. Bye, Brains.